The Basics of Hasidus, Chapter 10, Section 6, Understanding the Strategy, Study versus Deeds. The study of Torah and the performance of mitzvahs are both indispensable elements of observance. It follows naturally that they are the equipment which we are given to construct a home for God here in this world. Interestingly, the Talmud discusses which of them is greater. Once, Rabbi Tarifin and the elders were gathered when this question was asked of them. Is study greater or is action greater? Rabbi Tarifin answered that action is greater, while Rabbi Kiva answered that study is greater. The remaining sages answered, study is greater as study leads to action. In Hasidus, this Talmudic dialogue is understood in context of our discussion of purpose. The underlying question is, between study and tangible deed, where is God's desire for a home on earth better fulfilled? As explained above, the dwelling that God desires is for our world to become a home for the very essence of God. To achieve this goal, there are two components. First, there must be a mechanism through which God's essence is accessed and drawn down. Secondly, this revelation must be integrated into the physical reality of our world. As discussed in a previous chapter, the Torah is foremostly God's wisdom and Torah and God are one. Therefore, when a Jew learns Torah, their mind is permeated with pure godliness, unifying the mind with God's wisdom. This will facilitate the first component. Torah is the mechanism that grants access to God's essence. However, this union has a drawback, as it's relegated to the realm of intellectualism and does not encompass the entirety of the human being and the physical world. Torah study may access the divine, yet its expression is limited by the bounds of a specific receptive environment. By contrast, mitzvahs permeate one's actions and environment. Elevating the physical, mitzvahs are the primary vehicle through which the essence is revealed within the lowest of all worlds. This provides insight into the aforementioned Talmudic discussion regarding Torah and mitzvahs. The reason Torah is established to be greater only by virtue of enabling proper mitzvah observance is because in terms of purpose, deed is the main thing. The construction of this world into an abode for God is primarily achieved by positive actions within this world. Torah facilitates mitzvah performance and heightens our awareness of godliness, yet to imbue the world with this revelation It is all about the deed. Deed versus feelings. The premise that the purpose of existence is to create a dwelling for God in this world explains the halachic preference of deeds over intent. Our sages teach us that mitzvahs require intent. Yet, aside from the very basic awareness of them being divine commandments, all other feelings and intentions are not essential to fulfilling one's obligation. Every mitzvah establishes a connection to God and has a lasting effect on the person and the world. Importantly, this is not caused by the person feeling the connection. It is the result of doing what God told us to do.
Thus, Judaism is action-oriented rather than emotion-oriented, and doing it is more important than feeling it. For example, during the festival of Sukkot, we are commanded to take the four kinds and hold them together. A, primarily, a primary symbolism of this mitzvah is the message of Jewish unity. The diverse combination of the hadas and arava branches, the lulafrand and the esrog fruits, represent four general types of Jews. In a month that is all about experiencing Jewish identity, we are to recognize that even our differences are intrinsic to our cohesive identity as a people. Rather than dividing us, our various facets and strengths complement each other and allow us to fulfill our nation's destiny together. Now, if one were to ponder upon the meaning of this mitzvah, internalizing its message and visualizing the magnificent bond it forges with God without actually holding these four plants in their form as prescribed in the halacha, the mitzvah has not been performed. In stark contrast, if one were to hold this set of plants for a mere moment without any awareness of its meaning and message, God's command was performed and the everlasting connection between God and the person has been made. While intention may make you feel connected, the actual deed makes you be connected. The virtue of physical deed may be compared with similar patterns where the lowest, most tangible element is of primary significance. Ultimately, the root cause of these phenomena is that our world was created to become a dwelling for God. More than heartfelt intentions, it is actions that cause our world to undergo meaningful transformation towards becoming God's home. An illuminated dwelling. However, the intention and focus into the theme and message of a mitzvah are not meant to be overlooked. We are taught that a mitzvah without kavana or concentrated in intent, prayer, or any other blessings are comparable to a body without a soul. Similarly, we are encouraged to do mitzvahs even without the proper intent, as the positive actions themselves will ultimately lead to proper intention for the sake of heaven. Making the world into a dirabatachtonim requires more than just good deeds. Judaism is not limited to do's and don'ts. Our feelings matter too. Appropriate positive intentions and feelings are meant to be incorporated within our positive actions. We are meant to love what we do, and our deeds should be animated, energized, and elevated by feeling and thought. In this light, the cultivation of conscious love and reverence towards God is of vital importance in order for our actions to be permeated with feelings of connection and dedication to God. Mitzvahs are not meant to be performed begrudgingly or simply out of habit. Instead, our dedicated love and reverent fear of God are to be the two principal motivating factors in mitzvah observance. Our love of God motivates us to fulfill God's commands, while fear of God steers the person away from transgression. Love and fear of God are together the necessary dynamic energy that complement our deeds, together making this world an inviting home for God. The need for positive feelings alongside positive deeds 
can be easily explained from the analogy of a human dwelling. A home is more than a shelter comprised of four walls and a roof. Although the person may be protected from the elements, without amenities such as lighting and appropriate furnishings, the person is left uncomfortable. Similarly, in the process of restructuring our self-serving world to be an abode for God, we need to do more than banishing negativity with the supreme power of positive actions. We also need to make the goodness shine. Beyond actions, positive, God-focused feelings make this world into a luminous and comfortable dwelling. In practical terms, the Torah is the light of the Jewish people because Torah learning illuminates our minds and hearts. Love and fear of God, the primary emotions that motivate and illuminate our actions, are generated through the meditation and understanding that results from Torah learning. The prerequisite for proper mitzvah observance, both practically and emotionally, is the study of Torah. While the body of Torah teaches us how to keep the mitzvahs, the soul of Torah awakens our souls. When we internalize its teachings, particularly in the method of Chabad, our emotions passionately inspire and illuminate our actions. While deed is the main thing, the Torah's instruction and inspiration permeate our actions with spirited commitment and joy. The combination results in our homes and environments being miniature dirois betachtonim, where both deed and spirit are calibrated to godly ideals. Men, women, and God's homey residence. The, the Arizal taught that all of Torah and mitzvahs are meant to be performed within the male-female dynamic. Marriage is of central importance in Judaism, and it is only from the prism of the union of man and woman that all mitzvahs can be probably, properly observed. This explains why some mitzvahs are uniquely feminine and others specifically masculine, as man and woman are meant to join forces and form one unit of divine service and revelation. Dirubatachtonim, being analogous to the creation of a physical dwelling, highlights the particular roles that men and women each play in revealing God's presence within our world. Commonly, the man will ensure the home's functionality, while the woman will fashion the residence into a homey and welcoming space. Similarly, when charged with drawing godliness into this world, men are likely to be conquerors aimed at achieving compliance from an unreceptive world. The world may become a residence for God, but only half-heartedly. Meanwhile, Women tend to be nurturers, whose warmth and gentle influence will ultimately cause the goodness of divine revelation to fully resonate within existence. This explains why the man is obligated to perform many function-oriented mitzvahs, causing godliness to be pumped into our world, while the feminine mitzvahs are more holistic and foundational, imbuing the world with the warmth and beauty of godly revelation. Teshuvah, 
a unique dimension of the transformative process that makes this world into a home for God is accomplished by the process of teshuva. While mitzvahs are performed with the better elements of the world, the journey of teshuva returning to God from foreign places involves a different and uglier part of existence. Often, what prompts the Jew to return to God is the experience of hitting rock bottom, arriving at a state so low that it cannot be tolerated. The Jew launches into returning to God because they drifted so far. Rather than the distance from the truth being a factor of assimilation, their unbecoming environment propels them towards home. Additionally, when the Jew does arrive home, their reunion with God and one's personal heritage is with great passion and steadfast commitment. Outpacing the person who never stumbled, the returnee has notable gains earned from their painful experience. Teshuva accomplishes what no unchallenged mitzvah can. It uncovers purpose within the darkest of places and it precipitates the ultimate reversal when all evil will cease. Teshuva causes the darkness to realize that its true identity is just a means to bringing people back home. The ugly parts are not cancelled or deleted, instead the darkness shines brightly, teaching us that no place is devoid of God's truth, and therefore returning home is the only option. More broadly, this explains the importance of the challenge created by free choice. While the temptation to transgress the wishes of our Creator may appear to be an absolute deficiency, its purpose is that we exercise our free choice and choose goodness. The struggle exists so that the darkness of this world can facilitate our proper choice, triggering the creation of the Dira Batachtonim from within the world. This accomplishes an identical result to Teshuva without actually hitting rock bottom. The confusion of temptation provides enough ability to sin for us to realize the absolute truth of godliness and decide that sinning is a non-option.